Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us today. On the Logistics of Logistics, I talk to experts in logistics and transportation, warehousing, fulfillment, supply chain, and of course, technology. And during these interviews, I'm always the one asking the dumb questions. I ask the dumb questions so you don't have to. Today's topic is highlights from Manifest 2023 with my friend Courtney Muller. Guys, in case you were living under a rock, Manifest is a conference. It's called Manifest the Future of Logistics. And it went on January 31st through February 2nd in Vegas, and it was fantastic. I can't say enough about the conference. It had a huge audience, over 3,000 people, tons of connections made there. I can say this personally. I had tons of connections. So many countries represented. Every other person you bump into is a CEO or a startup. A whole bunch of companies made their announcements at that conference. Acquisitions, new service offerings, partnerships, everything was being announced there. There was tons of breakout sessions. The biggest problem with the breakout sessions is figuring out which one you want to go to because there are so many of them. A lot of media people were there. And I got to meet a whole bunch of my fellow podcasters there. I feel like everybody was there. And they had a women's lunch. The activities went on and on and on. And uh, on the last night, Nelly played. And I'm not a huge Nelly fan, but I know a few of his songs and I did enjoy it. It was an overall great experience. And by the way, next year, it's February 5th through the 7th. And tickets are on sale now. I'll put a link and let's hear from Courtney. But small parcel shippers, listen up. I want to help you save 40% on your small parcel shipping. So if you're an e-commerce guy or you're a warehousing guy and you do a lot of e-commerce shipments, listen up. I know we're all used to using the big guys. You have UPS, you have FedEx. You might be able to also use uh, the Postal Service. And um, we really haven't had a choice until now. Well, we all know there's these good regional carriers out there, but very few people take advantage because they don't have that national reach. Well, they do now because my friends over at Tusk Logistics, that's T-U-S-K Logistics, put together technology that connects all these great regional carriers. And regional carriers, by the way, have better pricing. They have better service in the regions they serve. And there's no reason not to use them now because now you can have national national reach with the regionals. And again, the guys over at Tusk Logistics, they have got great technology and they've also got negotiated rates, pre-negotiated rates with these small parcel carriers. So you get better service, big savings, and you get the Tusk technology that connects it all and you get Tusk's great customer service. You're going to get better customer service with Ben Emmerich and his team and uh, than you'll ever get at the big guys. So check them out. Tusk Logistics, that's T-U-S-K, logistics.com. And right at the top, it says, get started. Hit that button and save yourself 40%. So how's it going, Courtney? It's going great today. It's a beautiful day out there. Well, down south it is. <laughs> so Courtney, I'm very excited to talk about Manifest, but not everybody there's still people who live under a rock who do not know what Manifest is. So please introduce yourself and what Manifest is, and then also uh, where you're calling from today. I will do that. So I am Courtney Muller. I'm the president of Manifest. And Manifest, Manifest is a global event focused on logistics technology and how really technology is disrupting, evolving, and changing the way goods are moved around the world. We are very much an ecosystem event. 
attracting all parts of the industry, everyone from startups to investors, shippers, carriers, fleets, brokers, airports, ports, you name it. We welcome everyone in the ecosystem at Manifest. Yeah. Before we hit record, we were just blathering on after we got our technology fixed. We were blathering about Manifest. And I was just when we started saying, what are the highlights? Guys, I'm not just saying this because Courtney's here. Manifest was crazy. There's so many people there. You just want bump from one group of people you know to another. And then in addition, all these new connections and it was a blur. It went by really quick. It did. It went by so fast. And I want to do it all over again. <laughs> yeah, you need you need a year to recover, I think, because it was, or at least a week or two, it was a blur, but it was just a blast. I mean, I saw so many people I've interviewed over the years, but also this is the nature of our business is you work with people who you never actually meet in person. And this is where we had a chance to meet in person, go to the cocktail parties. I absolutely loved it. So enough of my blather though. Tell us a little bit more about Manifest. <laughs> Yeah, so we were in our second year this year, and we were so happy to welcome more than 3,100 attendees to the event. Out of those 3,100, Joe, 500 plus of them were CEOs, in fact. So it is a very high-level audience. And for anyone who's attended Manifest, you know that we are really striving to create that high-end experience for all of our customers and I think and hope that when people walked away this year, that they really felt that they were pampered and taken care of and that we over um, that we exceeded the expectations they had going into the event. Yeah, you exceeded my expectations. And I stayed there at Harrah's and I could walk through kind of the land bridge on the way over. But it was in oh, Vegas. You mentioned that. Yes. And it was at, uh, what is it called? The What's the name of the, it's the Forum? Caesars Forum. Caesars Forum, Forum. Yes. So Which it's not is, Caesar's Palace. It's it made not. for events. <laughs> yes. And that is deceiving. When people think of Caesar's, they think of Caesar's Palace. We are Caesar's Forum. It's really across the street from Caesar's Palace property. And a lot of people stayed there as well. It was relatively convenient, but not as convenient as Harrah's, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. And everywhere you walk in Vegas, in addition to the flashing lights and the gorgeous buildings, you see people that you were with at Manifest. They're all walking around with their tags on. There were so many pre-parties and after parties. And just, again, it was um, it went by with a, in a blur. I felt like I was in my hotel room for about four hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You just go there to sleep and that's it, Joe. Yep. So when is the next manifest? The next manifest is February 5th through the 7th next year. We are again at Caesars Forum, but important for everybody to know, Joe, on February 11th is the Super Bowl in manifest. So we're going to have the in Super Vegas. Bowl of Logistics and then the real Super Bowl happening five days after manifest closes or four days, I should say. So we are encouraging people to book early book or does the conference get um any hotel rooms or they everyone is on their own to get their own oh room? yeah oh no, no no we've we have um secured plenty of hotel rooms for all of our attendees and we will in fact be launching registration this thursday february uh, sorry march 9th and our hotel link will be available then so people can start booking hotels as early as march 9th and again i encourage people to do so the prices are going to remain the same on the hotels, but the city is going to fill up. It's going to be a busy right, time. Right. 
you know, I would and they're not going to hold those rooms forever, right? <laughs> yeah, I would even encourage people to book flights early because I will imagine, you know, as we get closer to the dates, it, it will continue to get more expensive as always. Yep. So you said it's February 5th. What is What day is that? Is that a Monday? That's Tuesday. a Monday. We're Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in 2024, which is slightly different than this year. We were Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this year. Yeah. And then when is the Super Bowl this? February 11th. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So it's going to be an exciting week in Vegas without uh, the other, what's there, a football game or something on that day? I know. <laughs> <It's super cool>. Anyway. <laughs> manifest. <laughs> Guys, I highly recommend you get to manifest. I told Courtney this before we hit record. I obviously do three interviews a week. As I'm talking to people, I talked to Kara Smith-Brown yesterday. And I said, we were, we were talking and I said, were you at manifest? She goes, yeah, I didn't see you. And I said, yeah, I didn't see about I just I just didn't see about 2500 people who were there. That's the unfortunate part, but I did see probably 600 people while I was there and I connected to well over 100 people. And when I say connected, I was walking around like everybody else with my lanyard with my by the way, big font name which I loved. Yes. <laughs> because yes. For those who are walking around who normally wear like reading glasses where you're like, oh, I can't see and in that lanyard was a sensor that where we were able to bump our badges. And when you did, you got an email introducing you. So I'm still going through those emails. They're all on. And, and by the way, that's so much better than a business card because it says you're connecting to Courtney Muller and here's her email address. And sometimes it's, it has their LinkedIn profile if they wanted to share that. So much better than going, okay, I got all these business cards. I have to sit down and figure out how I'm going to connect with all these people. It was absolutely fantastic. And so I connected with so many people, but some of them I just met, bumped the badge and then thought, yeah. I'm going to move on because I now know them. I had a few minute conversation. I don't need to spend a half hour with them. And there were so many people, like I saw Charlie Dehoney and he said, I always talk to you. We don't need to talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, not to be rude. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see you in real life, but we talk all the time. So yeah, it was that was great. So let's talk a little bit about some of the highlights. We started to write them down and then we we decided we could do that for an hour. So overall audience, how many people were there? Overall, we had over 3,100 people. It was 3,113 to be exact. And you won't remember, but last year's event was 1,400 people. So it's more, more than doubled than in twice. size over the one year. Yeah. So what was the big, what was the big uh, reason that it doubled? I'm just curious. I know you got good pub from last year because I people I talked to on my podcast what what conference are you going to go to and many people have said that was the best conference I've ever been to. I think the word of mouth was a huge factor, Joe. I really do. But I also I know how hard the team works to put the best speakers up on stage to be have the most relevant topics being discussed at the event. And I think that at the end of the day, if you looked at our speaker lineup and the content and the sponsors that were going to be there, if you're in our industry and you're interested in technology, I think it was hard to miss. I feel we did a great job with our partners marketing the event and getting the word out. I think our social media presence, especially LinkedIn, is relatively strong. I mean, I, I think... The team did a great job of getting the word out, but I kind of feel like mostly the product speaks for itself. And the people that came last year were happy with it. And not only did they come back, but they told more people about it. And I think we've really landed this year because 
one of my conference people, Tanzel, was telling me, you know, in the past, he'll reach out to really high level people on LinkedIn to try to engage them in conversation, maybe get them to speak at the show. He said, and often we don't get a return message. He said already this year, everyone he's reaching out to is responding right away. Right. Yeah. It feels like if you didn't know about it last year, now you know about it potentially. And obviously we just want that to continue. I always ask people on my podcast, what conference will we see you at? And I'm uh, talking to Doug Wagner. You remember this conversation? And he said, oh, I'm going to go be there. I said, well, will I see it manifest? He goes, I don't know about manifest. And I was kind of like, what? And I go, it's in <laughs> Vegas. He, he lives in Chicago. I go, it's in Vegas in February. What else do you need to know? And he goes, no, I'm interested. And what was crazy is his team was going. And, you know, he's, he's runs he, a big, yeah. he, he runs a big, big company. That was very rare to hear anybody who was not, and, and I suspect he'll be there next year. It's very rare that you don't, when I interview people now, where they don't at least know that it's out there. And by the way, yesterday, I haven't published it yet. I interviewed Nathan Lugo Montanez, and he's from a company called Stasi. They were there. I met him there. And he is like the senior vice president of transformation and innovation or something like that. And he said, I have to go to that event because that's where you're seeing all of the cool new tech. And I know Arez Agmoni, Ag I probably mispronounced his name. Yes. Ag From Maris. Ag yes. That's his Maris. job too. He was obviously there. <laughs> yeah. And Maris made a big announcement with Port of Ashdod while they were there. And that was fantastic. We really appreciated that. What was that? I missed that announcement. What was the announcement? They're going to be working with startups and the Port of Ash and Port of Ashdod to basically util potentially utilize technology coming out of those startups and just really working with them hand in hand to bring the technology forward. That yeah. is a big thing these days. And so many, I notice this is a trend where very large companies like the Marisk of the world are partnering with smaller companies. I know I had dinner one night with the plug and play guys. I'll have them on my podcast soon, but plug and play is in the business of they're amazing connecting big companies to little companies and it's not just a not just an investment. I believe it's we'll give you guidance. We'll tell you what our biggest problem are, and you can help us innovate out of that. And it seems like a slam dunk. It's a win win. It is. It's such a slam dunk. And plug and play. I mean, they're a fantastic company. They're a great partner to Manifest as well. We meet startups through them, but you know they also have a lot of corporate partners that they're introducing to all the startups they support, and we welcome the corporate partners as well. No, I think the service they provide to the companies um, in their portfolio is incredible among the best with some of the, of some of the investors. Yeah. So connections made now, again, you can track how many connections were made you among can. your 3,100 people. How many connections were made at manifest? So we're over 60,000 connections made at manifest this year. And last year it was around 20,000. So that tripled, not surprising. I think people got really used to the badges, which is great. And our take up on the app was pretty high as well. About 80% of the audience did engage with the app. That's a great number. I mean, we wish everyone would, but not everyone's going to, obviously. So yeah, 60,000 connections. A little, it was a little more than that, but that's, that's a solid number. Hold up that badge one more time. So those of you who are listening to the podcast won't see this, but there's just a regular badge. I like it because it's got the big font on it, but in it is that sensor. And when yeah. you bump that sensor, and it's funny because the first, you yeah, you have button. to press the button and exactly. it transmits. And the first day, 
there was people like when you go, hey, let's connect, they'd be like, what is what are you talking about? But it seemed like by the end, everybody was doing it. Well, then it's fun. Then it's like, hey, let's connect. <laughs> right. Well, so you can actually measure the connections happening yes, there. Can. And so yes, if you got 3,000 people with 60,000 connections, what, about 200, 200 apiece. Now I feel like I didn't do enough connecting. God darn you. No, you know, you did plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We, you can only do what you can do. There's only so many hours of the show. Yeah, yeah. That's, by the way, every time you walk back to your hotel room, you're like, I shouldn't be walking back to my hotel. I should be hanging out more. I should see more people. But More people. people. Yeah. So there was a huge audience, the 60,000 connections made. How many countries were represented this year? We have 40 countries represented at Manifest. That was up from 30 last year. So an increase of 10. As I said in the beginning, we are a global event. And we look for the global audience, we promote to the global audience, we have speakers from all over the world. And yeah, so we're hoping to get 50 countries coming in 2024. What's the global nature of our business? If it was it just really the is. United States, Canada, and Mexico, you'd be like, well, this is not, uh, this is not what you need, because we're all working with Asia and Europe and the rest of the world. So I'm glad they're here. Glad they came. Yeah. I know so there glad. was enormous amount of CEOs. You mentioned earlier, how many, how many of the 3,100 people were CEOs? More than 500, just over 500. (laughs) I know. I was actually surprised. I have to tell you what we counted because it matters to us. And yeah, it was 500. Amazing. Well, I know I met a lot of CEOs and I met so many people there. Just it, again, it's a blur. And what's great, though, again, I did use the app. So when you bump badges with you. somebody, if you download the app, you can you can see who you're connecting to, and yes. it brings up their profile. But even better than that, it sends an email to your inbox. So when I'm still going back to my inbox, my Outlook, and saying, I have these hundred hundred connections that happened in late January, early February. And I'm slowly but surely going through them. But that's the best way. I did not bring business cards. Now, I do have probably 20 or 30 business cards downstairs that people gave me. Somewhere. (laughs) I feel like this is just the modern way to connect. It really is. I know. And I, I noticed that a lot of people didn't have business cards. And I didn't bring business cards. And that's a first, you know, for a show. I mean, you always bring business cards. And it was really nice. It'd almost be unprofessional not to. I, it feels that way, right? Yeah. Until now. I mean, I felt, by the way, that was another thing. When you're at a conference like this and you're on your feet wandering around all day, I was like, by the way, I'm always afraid of like the okay boomer effect. Like, oh, am I going to show up there? Like I'm in 1997 in a suit and tie. And I was like, no, I don't know. It's more casual than that. And then people were well-dressed, but not overly dressed because you are on your feet. You were walking around. And on the third day, I was like, I'm bringing out the hokas. I am gonna. I'm gonna walk around all day. My I had good shoes. Don't get me wrong, but it felt, it felt like people were well dressed, well mannered, but not like super dressed up, which I think is really hard on a, especially on the ladies because the women's shoes are much worse than men's shoes. But when you're on your feet going from event to event, it's nice to say I'm comfortable. Oh yes, you have to be. I, w- I wore my same. Uh, I, had a, <laughs> I have a. <laughs> a sweater that has the logistics of logistics embroidered on it. I was like, I'm glad I wore it because people were like, I I know you. I was like, I so you. much easier. <laughs> That's great. 
No, and Joe, you and I didn't get a chance to see each other. This year. <laughs> no, well, that by the way, that is as much as I enjoyed the whole thing. Saying to people, "I'll see you there," and then not seeing them there, or or glancing like, "Hey," <laughs> that exactly. that's hard. Exactly. And I'll tell you another thing, and I'll, 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 I know you guys will fix it at some point if it can at all be fixed. You get hundreds of emails before. Well, I do, and I know. Yes. Uh, a lot of people do. And you go, should I schedule time with all these people? It's kind of difficult because like for me, I was lucky enough to be interviewing some people at Manifest, but I also was able to participate in a panel and I didn't know what panels I was going to go to ahead of time. So I didn't want to commit to talking to someone, especially someone I didn't know. And I didn't want to investigate all of them. And I I saw Tim Dooner, Dooner from Freight Waves. And I said, did you get like 200 emails this week from PR companies and community. He goes, yeah, I don't talk to those people. I go, ever? He goes, no. I goes, no, I do 16. I, I talk to 16 people a week on the podcast. I was like, oh my God, I, I was feeling bad, but it's tough to it's maneuver. Tough. And I'm not even, it's no complaint because it's wonderful that people are reaching out to you, right? Well, and Joe, in, in all honesty, we put you guys on the on our media list and then we share that media list with our sponsors. Yeah, which I, that's why I said, I'm delighted. I'm delighted. You know, I'm not, I will never complain about somebody saying, Hey, I'd love to talk to you. Hallelujah. So we talked about overall audience connections made. How many CEOs, how many startups were there? We had more than 400 startups at the event, a great number and about 35 of them had chaos in the innovation area. These are VC backed a lot of times. Exactly. Yeah. Many of them are, but many, many, most just attend, you know, they come to the show, they're walking around, they're trying to meet potential customers. They're trying to talk to more investors. It's a great place. For if you startups. want to talk to investors, that is the place to go. How many investors were there? VCs, private equity. Yeah. Yeah. About 300. And that, they that were everywhere. 300 people representing about 170 different firms. So it was a healthy number. Wow. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I did talk to, and in fact, I'll have at least one or two of them on my podcast that I met at Manifest. Great. And and I went to a cocktail party at Autotech Ventures. I interviewed one of their partners and six of their portfolio companies. And then I met new people at their portfolio. So it's it's amazing how much is happening there. So when you have the VCs there and you have the startups, you know there's business being done. But it also just, you can kind of get a sense for what's happening in the industry when Absolutely. you're watching. I spent a lot of time with the guys from Ryder. And they are, you go, oh, Ryder, they're around for a long time. They are knee deep in innovation. That's what they're working on. And then they're introducing you to other small companies that they're working with. This feels very different than it did 10 years ago. You know, in in the past, a big company had nothing to do with little companies that they could say, well, they're potentially going to grow big and compete against us. Now you see these big companies. Now they acquire them. (laughs) Well, they acquire them and, and they're investing in them. And they're saying, we will help you innovate some problems that we're, we're encountering. And if it all works out, we're all going to benefit. So we talked about the CEOs, the startups, announcements. There was a ton of announcements made, of course. Oh I missed gosh, most of them. So what are those announcements? That. There were 23 companies that made announcements at Manifest this year. And that's up from zero last year. <laughs> we, we did make an effort around that, though. We really did. We reached out to a lot of media to come to the show. Um, we made it clear to our sponsors that we were going to support them if they made an announcement. 
we created a virtual press room. I, I hope you used it, Joe, where yes, we posted all the press releases, the studio. other news from the show. I have had feedback that those that made announcements were very happy. So we're thrilled by that. And we would love to be the place where people are making announcements in our industry, especially as it relates to technology. Right. So I interviewed Ben Emmerich, the CEO, founder of one of the founders of Tusk Logistics. And he told me I'm going to make an announcement, or I think it was either kind of just before or just at Manifest, but it was basically said, that's our coming out party. And they had a kiosk there and I went and I met him and now they're one of my advertisers. So I've, I've also interviewed Ben. And what's crazy is you go and I see I go to see Ben and then we're talking. And then the kiosk next to them is the guys from Third Axiom. Yeah. They make this incredible kind of overlay for the data analytics. Now I've been talking to Brad Young quite a bit. He'll be on my podcast coming up. Awesome. It's, a, it's amazing. You just kind of go from place to place to place with one new tech. And by the way, Tusk Logistics, I'll say it, I'll say it anyway. Yeah, it's going to say it in an advertisement, but I've had the conversation many times on my podcast about good regional small, small parcel carriers. Yeah. And they've connected them with technology. And so now you can use all these great local or regional carriers. It's so true. With UPS and FedEx. By the way, UPS and FedEx, they're great. Post office is great. But it'd be nice if there's another alternative. Ben and his team at Tusk have created that. And that's the kind of thing I learned at the conference where you're like, I, I learned so much. If I, I really should sit down and write it all out because I did learn quite a bit. At and Joe, if you miss something, you know, you can always go look at our playback site. That's right. That's right. I did get the video because I was in a, we'll, we'll talk about breakout sessions. How many breakout sessions were there and what is a breakout session? Yeah. So we had about a hundred, just over a hundred different breakout sessions. And those are really individual education sessions. About 35 of those were startups who were making eight-minute presentations on the innovation stage on the show floor, but the others were held in meeting rooms or on the plenary stage, and you saw that format. It's We always do panels. That really is our format. We had a few individual speakers, maybe just one, I think it was just Shaker, was the only individual speaker on the keynote stage, on the plenary stage. But we always I still want to interview him. He's the guy from uh, American, e from American, Quiet, American Eagle. Eagle Quiet Logistics, yes. You know, he talked about the co-opetition model that they've been using and just what you were talking about, you know, a lot of companies working together to deliver that product and a great customer experience. I interviewed the founder of Quiet Logistics just before they got acquired. And of course, he didn't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and then I was like, I've been wanting to interview Shaker since, but that's another another topic. I was privileged enough. I thank you so much for letting me participate in one of the panels. I was a moderator for a discussion with all shippers. And so, by the way, my uh, our, our little panel was much in demand. So there was like standing room only over there. And they videotaped all about all you, Joe. They oh, all yeah. I, I, wait, I wish. But um, guys, this is who's at there. Vice President from Best Buy, Vice President from Alta, uh, COO from Million Dollar Baby, and then uh, the founder of Farmbox. These are all great Such companies great and all shippers and to hear their perspective on things. There's a whole bunch of people say my job is to connect somehow with the head of supply chain at <laughs> Best Buy and at Alta. They are there and they are talking. And, you know, as soon as you come off that stage, people are like, Hey, that was great. Then there's a million conversations after you're on that, that stage, but all of that is videotaped. So if you give me a link to that, I'll put it in the show notes so everyone can check those out. And uh, so we had 
had all those breakouts. It's just, oh, well, would we have to talk about media? So there was so many of my media friends there. Well, first off, tell me how many were how many media companies were there? Yeah, there was media companies, I'd say it was probably about 80. We had oh I know members of the media, it was about 150 in total. So it was a pretty decent slice of our audience, all things said. And we were happy because a lot of the really important industry media, like yourself, Joe, did oh, come out. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, you're so valuable to all of us. And we really want to work in partnership with all of the industry media, national media as well. But industry media is what's really important to us. You're the ones that are in the trenches with everybody day in and day out. And we welcome you with open arms. Yeah. I spent a lot of time with Blythe Broomley from uh, Digital Dispatch. And she's got a podcast, I think it's called Everything is Logistics, yep. or Logistics is Everything, one or the other. I saw Sarah Barnes-Humphrey. They've all been on my podcast. I saw. I spent a lot of time with Dooner from Freight Waves. I saw Craig Fuller from Freight Waves. I saw Ramel Watley and his wife. Yes. Kevin Lawton. Did you see Kevin Lawton? Did I did wear- not. Yeah. I did not. I've talked to Kevin. He's not been on my podcast. He was supposed to be on. Well, I'll have to make a point of getting him on my podcast. But so many people that I've talked to that I've never actually met in person. So that was that was crazy to meet all these people. Always so, a great opportunity. And and by the way, I met the people from I think it's Food Shippers, the magazine. Uh-huh. Yes. I met them. Food They're gonna be on my podcast. And yeah, it's it's a funny thing because they're all there. And if they're in the medium, myself included, you are creating content. So at some point, there's an opportunity. If you can meet those media people, you, you get an opportunity to hopefully promote your company a little bit. Talk about the women's lunch, I, which I missed because I was doing a panel at the same time. I'm sorry you missed it, Joe. I am. It was it was fantastic. Um, this year, we had set the room for 550. And it's hard to see with the lights when you're on stage. But I heard anecdotally after the fact that it was a full room and there were people standing in the back. So there was a lot of interest in the women's lunch. Um, Katie Date from MIT, she's in charge of the women's initiative at at MIT and has been for about the past 10 years. She was one of the speakers. And then we had Alice Marie Geoffreyon, Geoffreyon, I want to say that right, who's the president of packaging for DHL. And, you know, their insights were just so amazing. But my favorite thing about this event is when we go to the audience for questions And then people stand up and they have a vignette. They have something they want to share that's happened to them or some insight they want to share. And it just, to me, that's when the event becomes really special because you're hearing from a lot of different voices around a topic that is important to our industry. Studies have shown that if there is gender diversity at the top of your company, you will have better results. You will have higher revenues, higher stock prices, more efficiency. I mean, it just... The results speak for themselves. So this is why I'm passionate about the topic and why I like to host this lunch, because it is something that our industry should, it should be top of mind, making sure that more women are progressing up through the ladder and into those leadership roles. Yep. And by the way, I know this was not just for women. This was, there was a lot of men attend this event because I think there's, there's an interest in how do we, how do we facilitate this in a way that's not artificial where you go up. You see, our new CMO is a woman. We win. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We have, exactly. we have gender diversity. It, it needs to feel like we're developing people. And that, I say it all the time. I don't want quotas. I don't want 
mantras. I want to just be you able to say, quotas. I wanted to na- na- have it have it naturally where you say, I'm developing people. And I think it's, it's about education at the end of the day. It just really is. I have two daughters, no sons. So I just, I'm always interested in how do they have a career? And also I do recognize that at some point they're probably both going to want families. And I don't want that to be like, well, you made that choice. You had a family, which means you're on the mom track and you're never going to be successful or as successful as you want. So I think, I think the 40 hour work week and the 30 years and out, all of that stuff is changing. We're going to see people working longer. Uh, We need them because there's 400,000 fewer Gen X than there is baby boomers. So we're going to need the baby boomers to stick around. We're also going to, those people are going to be on high demand. So I think if somebody says, I want to work nine months a year, but I want three months off with my kids in summer, that whether it's a guy or a gal, you're going to say, yeah, we'll figure it out. If you work from home more, I just think we, my mother's 88. She always says, Oh my God, the only sick days I ever took was when my kids were sick. She goes, when I hear my granddaughter's talking about working from home and unlimited vacation, she goes, it's like crazy talk. It's a totally different, it's becoming a different world, but in a really good way, I think. Oh yeah. And by the way, a friend of mine called me and he says, I'm thinking about taking this job. And um, he goes, do you know those guys? I go, I know that company really well. And he goes, well, what do you think? I go, yeah, I go. It's a great company. I highly recommend it. It's a startup. I saw them at uh, Manifest. I saw all these people at Manifest. And he said, I like it that it's got a woman CEO. And I go, really? And uh, I was like, and I was thinking about it. I know the CEO. And I was thinking, yeah, you know, there's some value to that. I'm not saying all men are better at being CEOs or women are better, but there is a different energy. And I will say this. I've worked for companies where you got that male CEO this is not all guys, but sometimes they're competing with you while you're working for them. We're like, are you, are you competing with me? And and women can be leaders, but it's a different energy. We're all used to having a mom somewhere and she was the, she was your boss for a long time. That's right. right. (laughs) Probably still is. (laughs) You know how to work with her. (laughs) Mom is still the boss. If we're being honest. So, boy, we hit a lot of topics. So the audience, 3,100, 60,000 connections made, over 40 countries represented, hundreds of CEOs, tons of startups, 23 announcements made, lots of breakout sessions. The breakout sessions were fantastic. And again, you got to a place where the breakout sessions where you would look and go, I really want to see that panel, but I really want to see this panel. And see that one too. I know. So there was, but you can watch them on video right now if you want. And- the media is there, the technology is there, the in, the investors are there. It's it's really, if you want to see where the industry's going, and this is, I think it's manifest, what's this tagline? The future. The future of logistics is here. Yeah. That's right. I don't, that is that manifest. the tagline for next year too? That is indeed. So it really is the future of logistics. This is not your grandfather's logistics companies here. <laughs> These are, uh, this is where it's at. This is your sons and daughters logistics companies. Yes. Yes. So. <laughs> Next year, let's talk about 2024. So do you already have a link so we can buy tickets? Is there a discount for buying them early? So yes, the the lowest price that we will be offering will be now. And tickets will be on sale on March 9th. And the ticket price is $1,395 right now. But it will go up to twenty three ninety five dollars So you can on save a thousand bucks by doing it right on March 7th. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it will be that price until the middle of May. So you've got a couple months to get in at that price and then it'll go up by $200. So not too yeah, much, but by the way, there's so many people who know they're going. So why not yes. buy it now? And by the way, this year with the hotel rooms too, you got to get that hotel room. So you got to buy the ticket, <laughs> buy the ticket, get the hotel room, book your flight. I would say book your flight. If you know you're coming, if you know you're coming, yeah. book your flight. And the tickets are fully refundable up until 30 days out from the show. So you sh there's no risk in buying a ticket now. You know, you can change your mind, get a refund. That's the same else. with the hotel room. I canceled. I had two hotel rooms and I canceled one probably a week before. They don't care. By the way, I think there's only like three companies own all the hotel rooms in Vegas. So basically no, they, right. they pull it that's up, they right. pull it up and say, oh, okay, you're staying there that night. Okay. So it's not, so I don't think they're that offended that you are, are canceling because you're working with their sister company. Yeah. And by the way, having it in Vegas was great too. Just everything's walking distance. Nobody got cars. I, I yeah. took it. Yeah. Very convenient. I took a cab to the hotel and I walked the rest of the week and then I took a cab back to the, I didn't see Lyft or Uber, so I just took a cab, but it was uh, <laughs> like 20, 25 bucks, not bad, just there and back. And it was easy. It was, it was easy to be there. You know, there, everything is at your fingertip and I'm not even a gambler. I know if you enjoy the uh, gambling, it's uh, even more fun <laughs> and there's always it definitely is. I know. I'm not a gambler either, but once in a while, you know, I might want to throw a chip on a roulette table. I don't know. Yep. Oh, by the way, we almost forgot the final night at Manifest. So tell us about the final night. Yeah. So at the Brooklyn Bowl, we featured Nelly. I mean, it was only about 800 people in the venue. So, you know, for a concert with an A-list star like Nelly to be that few people, it was very intimate. It was fantastic. And, you know, I loved Ludacris last year, but Nelly is more kind of my generation and I knew more of his songs. So I, for me anyway, I had a much better time this year at the Nelly concert. And we don't know yet who we're going to have for next year, but it will be someone amazing as well. Yeah, I, I went to that and it was a blast. So I I got there and, I you know, I knew a lot of people because I'd met them all at Manifest. Yeah. And yeah, you know some of the people I I had already known, but I met them and manifest. And then when I was kind of walking around, feeling like uh, I was dad picking up some kids at the, at the concert, <laughs> Gary Allen from Ryder said I had interviewed him at Manifest, and he lives about ten minutes from me. He's vice president over at Ryder. He, he said, "Joe, what are you doing?" I go, "I'm just being the chaperone here." <laughs> and he goes, "And he goes, come with me." He goes, "We got the we got the VIP area." So. I was on the side of the stage. Oh, I'm so glad you did that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had fun with the Ryder folks. They are a wonderful group. And man, we were right on the side of the stage. I was like, if Nelly was to want, you know, a fat, older man to sing with him, I was there. He didn't ask. I mean, you were the guy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know like two of his songs, but I did enjoy. And it's funny. I say it all the time. No matter who you get, if they're somebody, you know, as you said, A-list, even if you don't like their music when you go, you'll like it when you leave because anybody live is yes. great. And it, oh, so good! He was a great performer. I was really impressed with him. Yeah, yeah, and he, he had a he had his kind of entourage. He had a DJ and then another guy who sang with him, and they were fantastic. Yeah, and, uh, it's a great event, and uh, everybody mulling around afterwards because it's, it's not like any other concert. This is a concert that when you're leaving, 
you know everybody there. So it's like oh, out in, in the street afterwards, I stayed an hour talking to all sorts of people. So, and then I got a- Another networking opportunity. Yeah. And then I got on a, yeah. And I got on a flight on Friday morning and went to Portland to see my kids. So it was all all, all good. So what we'll do, we'll put a link to anything you give me from Manifest, hopefully a videos of okay, all great. that Manifest I will stuff. Do that. And we don't have it yet, but when there is the- um, the link to buy the new tickets for March March 9th. Is there an March 9th. get on our list list? There is. Yeah, you can go to the website and join our interest so give list. Give us a link to that. And I'll put that in the show notes. So, so you get a reminder on March 7th or something to get ready to buy that ticket. And um, I'll make sure we make an announcement around March 9th to buy those tickets. Because you can save a thousand bucks a ticket, which is a lot. And I think you can save a lot on the hotel room. You can save a lot on the airplane ride if you do it between now and May or June, as opposed to waiting until the end. Anyway, I'll put all those links. I'll put a link to your LinkedIn profile and any other links you give me. And Courtney, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I always enjoy talking to you. I, I, I really enjoyed being at the manifest. And I always ask people what conferences they go to at the end of my podcast, what conferences we see that it's amazing how many people have said, Oh, I was just at manifest. I loved it. Or I'm going to manifest. And I told you this last time we talked about it, your first event, people were saying, I'm going to manifest. And I was like, "Mm, I never heard of that, but sounds good. (laughs) Don't, you don't hear that anymore. After two really successful events. Thank you so much. So what conferences will I see you at? <laughs> well, you're going to see me at Manifest. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Joe. I appreciate you. Yep. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate you too. And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support's very much appreciated. Until next time, onward and upward. You have been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage with leaders in the logistics and supply chain community. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, hit the like button, and leave us a nice review on Apple or Spotify or wherever else you listen. Also, please check out our videos on YouTube and connect with us on LinkedIn. We're very big on LinkedIn. And you can also reach us on the logisticsoflogistics.com, our website.